Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, where's Karen? So Karen's pictures did not turn out great. When I looked at it, I just felt like it didn't match the rest of the website. I'm I'm good. Thank you. Next. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We made it to Thanksgiving week. I hope you're all settling in for some great food and some relaxation time in front of the TV. Uh, I do have a quick programming update. I don't know if you guys know this, but The Real Houses of Salt Lake City, which usually airs their new episodes on Wednesday nights on Bravo, they actually put out this week's episode a little bit early. So I did watch it. I'm not going to be recapping it on the podcast because it's a holiday week. But I do have a couple little thoughts. If you haven't watched it yet, I'm not going to do many spoilers, but I do have a couple little thoughts. First, I have to say, Mary. Mary, 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 who married the step-grandpa. You guys know her. We all know and love Mary at this point. She married the step-grandpa. Um, she was in her confessional this week. She was saying with a straight face, she said, in regards to marrying her step-grandpa, she said, don't think it wasn't weird, because it was. And I thought, Mary, no one thought it wasn't weird. We all thought it was real fucking weird. <laughs> she said it as if it was like, uh, shocked. Don't think it wasn't weird, because it was, she said. I thought, it, we all definitely thought it was weird. If there's one thing we thought about this season, it's that it was real fucking weird that you married the step-grandpa. So, you know, it was the way she said it. And then we got to see her at the church that she inherited, which, by the way, she revealed that she inherited the church and the mom, Mary's mom, was mad that she married the step-grandpa instead of the mom. So they were fighting over this old man. I have never heard of such a thing. The mom was mad at her because she got the church and she married the grandpa. And then Mary said they didn't even sleep together. The grandpa and Mary did not sleep together on their wedding night. And Mary kept saying she had her period, so they didn't sleep together for 28 days. 28 days they didn't sleep together, her and the grandpa, after they got married. What is happening here? You guys, I need a, what the fuck is going on? You heard me sing it before, I'll sing it again. What the fuck is going on? I don't know what what is happening, you guys. And seeing Mary at the church, Whitney and the other housewife, they went, Whitney went with her dad, who I'm obsessed with. They went to Mary's church, and Mary was just yelling, heal at the, the, the dad, Whitney's dad. Heal! 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 Like she was talking to a dog or something. That's what, he, that's what I used to yell at my dog. Frisky. I had a dog named Frisky when I was growing up. I also had a dog named Cuddles, which I don't know why we named the dog those names. But we always used to yell, heal, and then the dog would heal. And that was what Mary was doing at the church. So, you know what? God bless. God bless, but I just had to say those few facts. Every week we're learning more about this Mary, and you guys, I have been shocked by every fact that she gives us. Don't think it wasn't weird, because it was. No shit, Mary. No shit. We <laughs> thought it was. We all thought it was. No shit. And so with that, I think we should go into Potomac, you guys. Potomac, they're still in Portugal, and I think this is a flop trip. I'm sorry I said it. I sort of mentioned it last week on the show, but 
what is happening? They went for four days, which seems like a very short amount of time to go all the way to Portugal. And nothing's even happening. They're moving through these days so quickly. Are you noticing that? It's like the scenes are happening so fast. I think day three, we barely got any footage out of it. It was like three minutes of footage. They went to that shop or restaurant to have the pancha drink. And when they got there, I thought, okay, we're going to get some good footage because they were drinking in the daytime. And they were having what was revealed to be this very strong drink, which was like lemon, oranges, and honey or something like that with some alcohol. I thought, okay, they're drink, they're day drinking. It's going to be fun. I day drink a time or two in my day. And it's always a wild time, you know, especially when I'm on vacation, you have a cocktail midday. Usually it ends up in some craziness, but here on The Real Houses of Potomac, it was like nothing really happened. And I kept thinking in my head, Wendy, you know who I love Wendy. I do love Wendy. And she was on this podcast and she said, in Portugal, we get to meet Wendy. That's what she said on here. And I was like waiting for this Wendy to come out. I thought she was going to be like really wild and stuff. And then nothing happened. I don't know. It was it was sort of a flop trip all around. There was an exciting night with the dominatrix party, which we'll get to. But this week, we opened up with Ashley still talking to Giselle and Robin about the statement she's going to make against Candace for Monique. And they tell Ashley, they say, Candace will never be friends with you again if you do this. So are you okay with that? And Ashley's like, yeah, okay, she's fine with that. She doesn't give a shit. And honestly, I don't know why she would give a shit, because they're not even friends. You know, she hates Candace. It's been clear from the beginning. So um, then the women, they all go to this natural spring. And I got to say, I've been very tough on the fashions on this show. And again, I'm no fashionista, I'm a maxinista, but I have been very tough on specifically like Robin and Giselle. And I think collectively, we all have. But I got to say, when Robin showed up in that bathing suit, I really liked it. And I'm not sure if that's going to be a popular opinion, but I thought Robin looked fantastic going to this natural springs. Um, but they went, and you could tell it was windy. You could tell it was windy as they were walking there. And then they go. Karen says, if the water calls her to dip, she'll dip. And then <laughs> the water calls her to dip. Like, she's fucking Moana. That was like, the water, if, if the water calls, she'll dip. <laughs> uh, you guys, I was like waiting for her to, I don't know, go chase after the heart of Tafiti in the water. Uh, those of you who like Moana know what I'm talking about. Ladies, am I right? Anyway, she dipped her toes in the water and it was too cold. So she dipped out, but then she told the other women it was like really warm. And then they, they tried to go in instead of swimming, they decided to just do a photo shoot. And so they were kind of like doing their best aerial poses on the rocks. And that was cute. They all looked great. But here's the thing, you guys, I'm watching them all do this photo shoot and They're all pretending to have fun, but I really don't think anyone's having fun. And I think we've all been on a vacation like that a time or two. I certainly have. Maybe like a work trip or you go with a group of friends where you think you're going to have a good time or you think you're supposed to have a good time. And so you sort of pretend, you know, we've all done that, right? You go on social media and you post pictures and you're like, I'm having the best time in Mexico or, or I don't know, wherever the fuck you go. And you're really not having that great of a time. You're pretending. And you're almost trying to convince yourself you're having fun. And I felt like that's what these women were doing in Portugal, because I didn't buy that anyone was having a good time. Even at one point when they were sitting at the Natural Springs, they made Candace do a remix of her song. And the editors got real creative with like the music video aspect. And I thought that was fun. But it just felt to me, how do I say this? Sometimes when they take these editing choices, I think it's very fun. And other times I think they do it to like pad the episode because nothing else is happening. And this was a case where I felt like they were trying to get creative because it was a boring episode. Does that make sense? 
Uh, that's what I thought, at least. But it was fun. I don't know. I sort of like Candace's song. But we're all sort of talking about this Candace-Ashley talk, and it felt like they're building up to it too much. I feel like we've been building up to it for three or four weeks now, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So then, uh, let's see, they all, um, there was one little scene where they were going to get ice cream or something by the pool, and it was funny, Wendy was on the phone with Eddie, and she she was like, said something about her cooch. I, someone said something about a cooch. Am I making that? I didn't write that word in my notes for no reason, right? Somebody said the word cooch. Anyway, point is, that word makes me laugh. The word cooch, the word caboose. I love the word caboose. Ah, uh, you guys, I love the word caboose. I love the word sassafras. I love the word cooch. These are all words that truly we need to start using more. Let's start saying caboose more, you know? I would have loved if Wendy was like, look, here, Eddie, look at my caboose. And then she <laughs> look at my caboose, Eddie. Eddie is so cute. You guys, I love Eddie. I love him. Love him. So then we cut to night three. Karen, speaking of making phone calls, Karen calls Ray to show off her dress. You guys, I read this thing online. I think there's an Instagram account, and I feel bad I don't remember the name of it, but I had read that there's an Instagram account. I read a news story about this account. You guys can look it up. Where they like call out Bravo Lebs and Housewives for wearing fake designers. I should have done my research better so I could actually point you guys in the right direction, but maybe I dreamed this up. I don't know. Stuff enters my head. People send me things. I'm not sure what's true, what's false. Anyway, people apparently are calling out like people on these shows who are wearing fake designers. And now that's all I'm thinking about. I'm thinking like, is that real Gucci? Is that real Balenciaga? Is that real? What is that? You know, is that a fake? And I'm not able to spot it. Maybe some of you guys are better at spotting it, but that's all I'm thinking about because now I'm noticing on all of these Bravo shows, they're wearing tons of designer stuff. Even those other ones, the Beermans on the bus, you know, they're traveling the country on the bus. I'm noticing every scene, they're wearing Gucci and Balenciaga. And I'm thinking, you guys are in South Dakota taking a picture in front of a ceramic whale. Do you really need to be wearing the full uh, head-to-toe Gucci? Or they were doing a horse. There was one whole episode, you guys. We're not here to recap that show, don't be tardy, but I will say there was one whole episode that I caught. It was on in the background, like the TV was left on and I I came in, and a whole episode where they were riding a horse. It was a whole episode just about them riding horses. And they were full head-to-toe and designer. And I thought, really, the whole episode, first of all, I think we need more content on that show. Something else needs to happen. But secondly, I thought, really, you're riding a horse and you're wearing all that designer. It seems inappropriate. Anyway, so I'm looking at all these people on the screen thinking, like, is that unraveling? Like, is that shitty uh, fakes Louis Vuitton? Or what is that? What is that? And so that's all I'm thinking about now. Anyway, they're at dinner. Uh, There was this weird moment where Karen said she's doing a wig line. And Giselle, again, in her confessional, she said something about Karen doing too many businesses. She's like, she started that fragrance two years ago, and now she's doing this. And I thought, well, yeah, of course. Like it was two years ago that she started the fragrance. So it seems very like a natural evolution for her to be doing something else. I didn't think it was that weird. Uh, but there are, they are calling her out about it. And maybe that was the next day at lunch. I don't know. I just didn't like how they were calling out Karen for starting another business. You know, I'm so protective of my Karen. Um, anyway. Oh, speaking of businesses, did you see Karen on the Wendy Williams program? Oh my god, you guys, Karen, she delivers shade, like, so funny. It, like, makes me laugh so hard. And she was talking about businesses. Look up the clip, because it was really funny. I can't do it justice here, but um, it really, really made me laugh. 
so at that night three dinner, Karen did order champagne, and she said she had medicine, because if you'll recall, she did say she had an ulcer, so she can't drink the alcohol. But she said she took medicine, and they one of the other women did call it out. They were like, um, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> they said, what medicine? Can you just have champagne with your ulcer? Do you remember on Vanderpump Rules, when Brittany on Vanderpump Rules, she just had so many stomach problems, I think they told her, maybe she had an ulcer or something. And the doctor straight up told her, was like, um, you need to stop drinking. Like, that's what's going on with your stomach. Like, that's it. And Brittany, then every scene we'd see her and she'd be like taking a shot. And just, well, I'm just going to have one shot. I'm just going to have like five, five shots instead of six. I was like, Brittany, like, there's a medical professional. I mean, that's America for you, though. It's like a medical professional was telling her what to do. And she's just like, nope, not going to do it. And I mean, I think that's where we're at in 2020, to be quite honest. So maybe Brittany on Vanderpump Rules was ahead of her time. But it was troubling to watch. I'm sitting there thinking, like, we saw you meet with the doctor on camera, and he said, don't drink. And then we're watching you on vacation, not only drink, but take shots. Like, you could at least tone down the alcohol. Maybe have, I don't know, like a white wine spritzer or something, not, nothing hard alcohol. Maybe one of those vizies, you know, those uh, hard seltzers, something a little bit weaker for your stomach when you got an ulcer. Anyway, Karen, at least she just said she was having one glass of champagne. So it wasn't like she was doing shots like that other. Kentucky Muffin on Vanderpump Rules. Um, but they all then thank Ashley for this amazing trip. And that made me laugh. They should have thanked the producers. What are they, the fuck are they thanking Ashley for? I like that we still pretend. I know we've talked about this before, but we're still pretending that one of these women like put together the whole trip. <laughs> then we have a moment where Candace is taking photos of her Hershey Kisses. That's what she calls her bubbies. Uh, she said Chris, her husband, calls them her Hershey Kisses. And... By the way, I posted this online, but you guys, that Hershey Kiss commercial, you know, with the Christmas one where it's like the, I don't know, Jingle Bell or whatever, it's like the Hershey Kisses shaped like a tree. That commercial, I posted online and people were telling me that commercial has been airing since I believe 1989. Still flawless. And the Hershey's people, I guess, have said the reason they don't update the commercial is because they'd rather spend their holiday advertising money to give bonuses or something like that to their employees. So to that, I say bravo. I say bravo to you, Hershey's. I think Hershey's chocolate is literally unedible, to be quite honest with you. Like, I'll eat it if it's in front of me, but I don't think it's the best chocolate. It sort of tastes like chalk. That's a tale for another time. But I will buy those Hershey Kisses this time of year because I think that commercial's beautiful. And I love the message of giving your employees the money for advertising. So good job on you, Hershey's. Anyway, so Candace is taking a picture of her Hershey Kiss boobies. And the waiter is just delivering food. And I thought, what's happening? They had to put like, blankets in front of Candace as she was snapping her nudes at the table. I just thought maybe she should wait. Maybe she should wait a minute or run to the restroom. You know, just excuse yourself. Go to the restroom, take a picture of your Hershey's Bubbies, send it to your husband, and then come back to the dinner table because there were other patrons here. You know, and I've never seen that. Of course, you know, I've seen some things at dinner tables, but I've never seen someone just taking some pictures of their bubbies. Except for on Housewives. I think it happened on Orange County. Remember when they made Vicky take out her bubbies? And they were like, oh, send this to Brooks or whoever the fuck she was dating at the time. What was going on there? What was going on? Are you guys watching Orange County? I'm like an episode behind because I just don't really care about it. And um, I uh, I don't know. I had a thought about it, but then I just forgot. You know, my brain, brain fog. Thanksgiving week brain fog. Just wait until I have the tryptophan. I won't be able to think about anything. I have the attention span of a goldfish when I eat that tryptophan. It's like, I don't even know what I'm saying. And thoughts go 
in and out of my head after that turkey. Anyway, so then we cut to day four. And this is when they ride on the motorcycles and they go to the Poncha restaurant. As Candace is getting ready to go on the motorcycle, it says on her mirror, she's got a post-it note that says, you are in control. And that reminded me of the Janet Jackson song, Control, which is a forever bop. And if you're looking for something to play on your holiday uh, playlist, add Control by Janet Jackson. Anyway, they get to the restaurant. They Oh, they go to look at Robin's website because it's live. They look at all the photos. Karen, uh, it's revealed that her photos didn't make the cut. And in the confessional, Karen takes Robin's hat and throws it to the ground. And she says, thank you, next. And it was rude. It was rude. We talked about it last week, but it was just rude. Karen's photo looked fantastic. It showed off the hats. And here's what I'm thinking. You guys, I have a plan. I have a plan for Karen Huger, the grand dame. So uh, Rihanna, Queen Icon Legend Rihanna, is a big fan of Karen Huger. And of course, Rihanna's got the Fenty Beauty brand. So in my dream of dreams, I want Rihanna to hire Karen Huger to like model her stuff, whether it be the makeup or the whatever. I would like Rihanna to hire Karen Huger. And wouldn't Robin be so pressed if Karen Huger was all of a sudden working for Fenty Beauty? Because we know one of the only people that Rihanna follows from Bravo TV is Karen Huger. So I feel like this is a possibility to happen. Plus, Rihanna hired uh, Erica Jane to do the last campaign. So I feel like this is in the realm of possibility. So that's what I'm hoping. Um, Let's see. That's when Karen then shares about the wig line. She's having a wig shift with a bang party. <laughs> she says she's not inviting Monique, but we see in the previews for next week, she is inviting Monique. She is, in fact, inviting her. And quite frankly, I think we need Monique because I'm sort of bored right now. I don't know. I'm bored, you guys, and I love this show. But it did get really good, though, when they cut to the Dominatrix party. They had some, some song that they played as they were cutting to this Dominatrix party that was like a sex song. It was like, this game is a game of physical domination. This game. Except for there was like a beat behind it. You know, sometimes when people talk through a beat, you know, like Selena Gomez, she does that. She's great at it. But they sort of talk over a beat. And that's what I felt like this was, this uh, transition song was. This is a game of physical domination. This game. Or it was like Madonna with erotic. Erotic, erotic. Remember that song? I love that whole erotica album by Madonna. I like when Madonna's like very sexual. Remember she came out with the human nature? song. Oh, I love that song. I remember being like an 11-year-old boy and just be like singing It's Human Nature. And I was like... How old was I when that came out? I'm not even 11. I think it came out in like 1990. I think I was five years old and I was singing Human Nature and I was like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Did I say something true? What the fuck was I doing back then? I wish I had footage of that. Do you ever think back? I wish I could get like security cam footage of me in a grocery store just singing Human Nature by Madonna. I would have loved to see that. Thinking I'm like looking mask or something at five years old, thinking I like look like a traditional boy. And it's like this news alert, Danny. You didn't. And what was my mom thinking? Just as she's driving me to the grocery store, we're listening to the radio, and I just start singing Human Nature by Madonna. What is she thinking? What's going through Linda's head? I don't know. But I wish we had footage of it. Anyway, uh, Ashley, she wants to feel sexy. She just had the baby. They all look great when they come into this room. 
Um, they were blurring out a dildo, which was frustrating to me. I guess I know they have to do it, but it was frustrating they put the eggplant emoji over it, which it made me laugh when they were arguing and we just saw the eggplant emojis all over the rubber dicks, you know? Which, why don't they call dildos rubber dicks? Do they not, do they, does anyone call it that? A rubber dick? I feel like that makes more sense than the word dildo. I don't know. What do I know? So then Karen shows up and she doesn't look like she's going to a dominatrix party. Robin says she looks like Cruella DeVille. And right when she says that, Karen, without missing a beat, is like, she just says, you look like a whore on the street corner. <laughs> Made me laugh. Candace showed up looking like Catwoman and I loved it. I loved it. But so they get here and it seems like they're even bored by this. Truly, I felt like the boredom seeping through their pores. I think they were tired. I think they were just not into it. I don't know, but they play this question game. So the questions they asked the group, they said, favorite place to be touched, last time you gave a blowjob, and how much do you masturbate? So here's the thing that were things that were revealed about this cast. So Karen retired her mouth. She said she had a lot on her plate. And look, I don't really think it's a big deal. I, Karen and Ray have been together for 100 years. And at that point, it's like, yeah, Karen should just use her mouth for mashed potatoes. I don't think she should be having to give Ray a blowji every five minutes. Like, I didn't think it was that troubling. Maybe that's on me. And I'm very sex positive. I think do it as long as you want to do it. But I don't know. Karen is, she's in her 60s. Maybe she doesn't want to suck on Ray's dick every five seconds. I get that. I get it. Good for you, Karen. Here I am just sticking up for Karen. <laughs> Look, I- this is coming from me. I love to suck a dick, you know? Excuse my language. But, you know, Karen's she retired her mouth. She had a lot going on. She also revealed that she had a pillow to masturbate on. She said she humps the... You guys, this is a gross portion of the iconic episode. This is a gross portion of the podcast, so escort the kids out of the room because I'm about to say something that was shocking to my ears and my eyes. And it was the fact that Karen has a pillow to masturbate, and she humps that pillow, and it vibrates, and then she... I can't even say it. I can't even, I shouldn't even, I was going to say, and then she gets it wet. That's what she said. Her words, not mine, you guys. Her words, she said. She said, I can't, I'm not even going to say it. And when she said that, though, Wendy was like, uh, can I get a shot for myself? And I thought the same thing. I don't know. I was like calling out to a waiter that doesn't exist in my apartment. I'm like, somebody get me a shot, please. <laughs> Lemon drop. Yeah, whatever. Uh, then... Oh, they ask Ashley about bringing home women, and apparently she was at, she tells a story about being at a Martin Garrix concert, and a woman just put her hands down her pants, which sounded like assault, but Ashley was into it, so I guess it was consensual, but it was revealed a few weeks before that, that David Guetta, they were at a David Guetta, Getter, Guetta concert. Remember, he did that song with Kelly Rowland, which you guys, I just have to say, Kelly Rowland, I got an email today from Postmates. If you don't have a Postmates in your area, it's a food delivery service. And I got an email this morning that said Kelly Rowland is debuting her new single on Postmates. And I thought, what timeline am I living in? She was part of the biggest girl group of all time, Kelly Rowland. She's Beyonce's sister, not by blood, but by spirit. And although I think there are, yeah. Anyway, she is debuting the new song on Postmates. And then you can use like a coupon code to get $5 off your Postmates order. And then get the single access to Kelly Rowland's new single. And I'm like, what is happening here? What's next? Sierra's going to debut her new hit single via Grubhub? Like, what is going on? She's just debuting it. Um, anyway, David Guetta did that song with Kelly Rowland. Remember, Love Takes Over. And then I think they did Commander together. Ah, some hits. Anyway, so Ashley and the other man, Michael Darby, who's an older gentleman, they go to these EDM concerts and then they pick up women, which seems strange. Um, 
So then they're all sitting around dominatrix. It seems like it's going well. Robin said, this is the first night our group doesn't have any real tension. And then Ashley's like, well, actually, I want to talk to you, Candace. And then this is when things pop off, finally. And I think it would have been more fun if it wasn't, if it didn't feel like we were leading up to this so much. I feel like they teased us so much that it lost a lot of the excitement of the scene. But Ashley tells Candace that she is writing the statement from Monique. Wendy sticks up to Candace and says Ashley's a snake. Candace cries. Uh, Candace then says, fuck you, fuck you, Ashley. And then Ashley responded with, that is completely fine. I respect your opinion. <laughs> uh, somebody's yelling fuck you at you. And then your response is, that is completely fine. I respect your opinion. Meanwhile, the penis eggplants, the rubber dildos, or the rubber dicks are on the table. And Karen is getting in the middle because they're saying, well, Karen, like, why are you taking Monique's side on this sometimes? And then Karen says, look, I know more. Uh, and then she reveals that she saw the statement because Monique gave it to her. And in the statement, Candace admitted she released glass on Monique in self-defense. She released glass. I've never heard it worded that way. And can, uh, Karen is waiting for Candace to admit this. And Candace says to Karen, you have unmitigated gall. And that's a Shakespearean line that we can only get from Candace. Truly, Candace, I've never... She gives us some wording, some phrasing. You have unmitigated gall. Wow. Put that on a pillow. And Karen responds with, look, it's in the judge's hands now. Father God is going to take care of this and the judges. It's out of my hands. Candace reveals she's on anxiety medication for this stuff now. Giselle then calls out Karen for defending Monique, and Karen just says, I'm neutral. And I think they're all mad at Karen about this, and maybe I have blinders on, but I just feel like I don't really see what Karen's doing wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Libra, though, so I, you know, I tend to just, like, I want everyone to get along, and I just want, you know, I'm a Libra. Balance. So then we cut to all the women in their rooms calling home. Uh, Chris tells Candace to just focus on the people that are on her team. And then the episode ends. Next week, we have Wendy talking to her mom about leaving the uh, professorship. And then we have Michael with Ashley's family. That looks good. Monique is back. And then we have the wig shift party with Monique. You guys, it looks good. We're going to wrap up the season in a couple weeks. We only got a couple more episodes. I want to say, I don't know how the recaps are going to go because it's the holiday week. And so I don't know if I'm going to be recapping next week's Potomac or maybe it'll appear later. Um, but I will have new episodes out. So this Wednesday, first of all, I have to say I have an interview with Clea Duvall, who's she was an actress who many of you might know from Veep. She was in a bunch of uh, teen movies like She's All That, Can't Hardly Wait. Like she appeared in a bunch of stuff. She's also a writer, director, and she wrote, co-wrote and directed the movie Happiest Season, which is a new Hulu rom-com holiday movie. Starring Kristen Stewart, Daniel Levy, Mackenzie Davis. It's really fantastic. I got to see a sneak peek. And it's the first studio-backed LGBTQ rom-com, or holiday film, uh, ever in the history. So it's a big deal. You know, if you listen to my spinoff show, A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, or even this podcast, I've said a million times, I wish these Christmas holiday movies had more LGBTQ representation. And this movie is about two lesbian characters, and it's a wonderfully queer holiday rom-com. And it's a huge deal. I don't know if I can stress that enough. It's a huge deal that um, we have these lesbian characters in the holiday movie and also Daniel Levy's character. We have Victor Garber, who's gay in real life. He appears in it. So it's really wonderful. And Clea Duvall wrote and directed it. So I have an interview with her, talk all about the movie. So that's going to be out on Wednesday on Everything Iconic. 
And then next Monday, I have an interview with Candy Burris. You guys, Queen Icon Legend Candy Burris. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear that chat. It was It's truly one of my favorites, and it was so fun. We talked so much about her music career, and you guys, I think you're going to love it. It's I, I'm not even bullshitting you guys. I think it's fantastic. So those are going to be the next couple episodes, and then we'll be back with the recaps at some point. But it's Thanksgiving week. I needed to take a little recap breather, so it might not be long. You know, I might watch the episode and say, you know what, I got to take the microphone. But stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast feed, and you'll get all of the updates. With all of that said, let's uh, dip into The Bachelorette, shall we? Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect 
perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. You know, Noah. Yes, ma'am. There's one thing. You don't like mustaches. No. <laughs> <laughs> How did okay. you know I was getting towards that? I'm not, it's not that I don't like it. But I wonder what you look like without that thing. You know, like, what if it would be, like, fun if they, like, shaved it off or something? Tonight? I don't know. There's no rules. Let's, let's get that done. Okay, The Bachelorette, you guys. I have a few thoughts about this week's episode. It was technically last week's episode, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, it's Taisha, and I'm missing Claire. I'm missing a little bit of the unpredictability of the show. Although this week had a lot of moments that I was really loving. First and foremost, I love the grown-ass man competition. Although I could have done without like about a hundred uses of the word or the term grown ass man, it felt like every other word they were saying grown ass man, grown ass man, I'm a grown ass man, grown ass man. And then I'm watching the competition, all of these men get together. And there was like three rounds or something like that. One of them was a math quiz, a math quiz. And the Harvard guy, Bennett, was surprising me in the math quiz, first of all. Bennett, who I thought was refined, he's gorgeous, and he said he went to Harvard. So I'm thinking, this man's intelligent as well. Then I learned that he can't do math, not to save his soul. But of course, I'm like a little bit forgiving. I'm thinking, well, he can't do math, but he's pretty. He went to Harvard. Maybe he studied something else in Harvard. He thought maybe it was just an oversight. You know, sometimes math, we don't always take it with us. How often do we really use math? You know, you don't use it all the time in your everyday life. You got calculators, you know, you can, whatever. So I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was. I was making excuses for this man. The straight white man, I was making excuses for him in 2020. I was disgusted with myself, I know. But then he does some spelling. He can't even do any spelling. He can't spell a thing. They'd asked him to spell limousine, and he couldn't spell the word limousine. He went to Harvard. You guys, he couldn't spell limousine. And I'm sure he's ordered a limousine a time or two. I know limousines aren't quite as popular as they were back in 1995, but I still think Bennett, who went to Harvard, should have been able to spell limousine. I'm willing to give a pass on the math, but I will be damn well not give him a pass for not being able to spell the word limousine. Bennett, you better be doing some flashcard work or something at home after you left the La Quinta Inn playgrounds, because I need you to learn how to spell. Okay? You can't be that pretty and went to Harvard and not know how to spell limousine. I'm sorry. Ladies, am I right? You gotta figure it out, Bennett. Figure it the fuck out. Takes a, I don't know, a spelling class or something. I don't know what you do to learn spelling as an adult. Read a book. Pick up a book. I hope somebody got him a Kindle for the holiday season because that man needs to learn how to spell. Limousine's not even that hard of a word, you guys. It's not. So the fact that he couldn't spell it or do math, I'm like, get this man out of here. That's a wrap on Bennett because he's a big fucking dummy. Excuse my language. (laughs) Excuse my language, but he's a big dummy. He's a big dummy. You know? Somebody put their hand up his ass and start talking for him because he's a dummy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, then... Let's see, they also had a tug of war, which was strange. There was a lot of like weird, weird physicality in this episode, like the tug of war. And then 
Bennett couldn't even do anything because he had a football injury, so he wasn't even offering us anything in the physical department. He did put on a robe that was very sexy. I will say part of this competition with the grown-ass man was that they had to serve Tatius some breakfast in bed. And so Bennett puts on the robe, and then Chasen, another big dummy, excuse me, but it is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a dummy a dummy, Chasen. Uh, he served the food to Tasha in the bed without his top on. He took off the blouse and then served the food. And first of all, good for him. But then it was so weird to me that like, Bennett was getting mad that all the guys were getting mad that he did that. And I'm thinking, you should have done that. Like, you're in a competition. Take off the top and then go serve her some food. That's how you win things. I'm willing to give just, I'll give you a prize or I'll give you a trophy if you come and serve me with your top off. And you got some muscles. That's the only thing Chasen's got to offer, because I got news for you. I saw him on TikTok. I don't know if anyone else has seen Mr. Chasen, uh, Mr. Chaplip Chasen on TikTok. But it's not, it's troubling. It's, have you guys seen it? If not, go look it up or don't. If you don't want to cringe, if you don't want to be uncomfortable, don't look it up. But let me tell you, it's uncomfortable. His t- some people aren't meant for TikTok. And I'd say, Chasen, you're not meant for TikTok. I'm sorry. Maybe another social media is better for you. You know, maybe we could, I don't know, Facebook or maybe hop back on MySpace. I don't know. Something else, but it ain't TikTok. It ain't TikTok. So they're all mad, though, that Chasen, like, took off the top and then went in the bed. Meanwhile, Bennett was in the robe, and he looked very sexy in a robe. I like a man in a robe. You could see, like, the chest hair popping out the top. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So then, uh, let's see. Oh, they also had, like, so later in the episode, they had this physicality thing where it was like they had to wrestle. And this was strange to me for so many different reasons, because first of all, they had to like teach them wrestling, but they didn't really teach them enough. And then as they were wrestling, they were sort of getting injured, and then it was like a big surprise that they were getting injured. I'm like, um, it shouldn't be a surprise to you guys that you're making these people fight in a ring uh, for this woman's hand in marriage, and they're getting sort of injured. Like It was strange to me. And that Noah, you guys, that Noah, he wasn't supposed to be doing the wrestling. But then uh, Ed said he couldn't do the wrestling because he didn't want to fight Chaplip Chasen. And so Noah hopped the fence. Noah's the one with the mustache, right? I hope I'm getting the names right. I might be mixing them up. But Noah, he's the one with the mustache. And I got to say, for weeks now, they've been talking about Noah's mustache as if it was like the craziest thing that anyone's ever had on their face. And I'm thinking, Noah's still a good-looking man. And I thought the mustache was cute on him. Like, I didn't think it was, like, that big of a deal. It was like, for two weeks now, we've been talking about Noah's mustache. And then, what's her face? Tisha even made him shave the mustache. And it looked fine. And I thought that was rude. It's like, you don't tell someone to shave their mustache. What if he went up to her and was like, hey, I hate your hair. Will you go shave it or something? Like, I thought it was just a rude thing to do. That was his look that he was going for. It was strange. She made him take it off. So then he gets up and he he decides he's going to wrestle Chaplip Chasen at the La Quinta Inn, and that was, she was happy that he, he jumped in. And Ed, you guys, I'm not liking this Ed. Ed was the one who decided that he wasn't going to... Ed was also the one who said something about Smedium. Did you guys catch that? I think he said Jason was wearing like a Smedium shirt. Did anyone catch that? I thought he said Medium at first. My boyfriend's like, no, he said Smedium, which I've never heard a small Medium describe him. <laughs> Is that what he was saying, right? He was like calling Jason's shirt like, a too small medium. Um, anyway, I'm not liking this Ed. He was like a tattletale. He went up to Tasha and was like, look, Chaplip Chasen only is here for Instagram followers. And I'm like, yeah, you're all here for Instagram followers, Ed. Cool it. This Ed didn't even know Tasha before. And now he's like, 
I don't know, acting like he's going to save her by getting rid of uh, Chaplip Chasen. It was just such a weird thing, and he was. it felt very tattletale to me. It felt gross. I didn't like it. I'm not into this Ed. And he couldn't even do the wrestling. Just the worst. And also, again, they're all there for Instagram followers, Ed. And they were also making fun of the way that Chasen didn't have a lot of words to like describe Tasha. And it's like, yeah, they just fucking met. It'd be weird if he was describing her in like, these poetic Shakespearean ways because they met two days ago and he's a big dummy. He was hired for his looks. It wasn't like he was hired for his poetry, Ed. Neither were you, by the way. Neither were you, Ed. So just cool it with uh, being so rude to Chaplip Jason. He's doing his best. He doesn't have the biggest vocabulary. It's not super expansive. He needs to go back to school right with Bennett and learns more vocabulary. But you know what? Until that point, leave him alone because you're being mean, Ed. I was not having it for Ed. I thought it was so rude. So rude. Anyway, I did love the wrestling, though, because they were all oiled up. And I liked when Tasha was oiling them up because I've had that fantasy before in my, uh, in my lifetime. I've looked at, uh, I've looked at that as something that I would, would hope to do one day is to just oil some hot men up when they take their blouses off. And so Tasha was getting to do that. And the show really is fantasy. That's what I'm learning about it. You know, I didn't know much about it beforehand, but I'm learning that there is this fantasy element that like we all want to be in there. And when we were watching, my boyfriend said, like, how are, how is she just making out with so many people? And I thought that sounds fun to me. Like he was thinking that was inappropriate. And maybe some of you think that's inappropriate, but I was like, you know what? The whole point of this game is that they're trying to find love. So she, yeah, she's kissing a lot of frogs to see which one is her prince. And who hasn't had that fantasy to just be able to make out with a million hot men and then next them and go to the next one. Do you know what I'm saying? It seemed great to me. And I'm learning this fantasy element is part of the appeal of the bachelorette or the bachelor. I think I'm going to watch The Bachelor, too. I think I'm going to dive into that one. I don't know. I've never seen the main one. Apparently, it starts in January. And I'm sort of loosely familiar with the guy, Matt, they're going to have on that. So I might be watching. We'll see. I thought this might be a one-time thing, but here I am now in Bachelor Nation. Somebody get me my ID card because I'm ready to go. Anyway, they are all oiled up. And again, Taysha really likes that Noah jumped over the fence and decided to get involved. She gets to uh, bring him on the group date, so Noah gets to go on the group date, even though he wasn't supposed to be, and they all got mad about that. And again, I say these other men need to step up, so the fact that they're mad at Noah for stepping up, which, by the way, Noah's too young. He's like 25 years old, so there shouldn't be any sort of realm of possibility that Noah's going to steal Taysha away, because he's just too young. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Speaking of too young, you guys, I watched that Mario Lopez Christmas film. It was on Lifetime. I posted on my Instagram about it. It was called Felice Navidad. Navi dad. He was the dad. Anyway, he was uh, the male lead, and Annalyn McCord from the 90210 reboot, Nip Tuck, she was the female lead, and we were supposed to believe that those two were romantic partners. Now, I posted that I thought their age gap was too much. I believe it was like 14 years. It was like a 14-year age difference, and I want to just clear up. I don't think that that's a problem in real life. My problem is that Hollywood only portrays it that way, where it's like an old man with a young woman. And it's very, very, very rarely the other way around. So we very rarely have an older woman. We wouldn't have someone like Tiffany Amber Thiessen dating Nick Jonas in a movie. I wish we would, but that's not happening. So the fact that it's always this way really just pisses me off. And so I just had to say that. I had to get that off my chest. What were we talking about? The Bachelorette? I don't know, you guys. Um, oh, Noah. So there's no way Noah's going to end up with Tasha. He's too fucking young. But um, I like that he's there. And I wish the other men would step up in the way that Noah has. Shaved the mustache, he jumped the fence, he wrestled a bunch of hot guys. I was missing my Kenny this week, though, you guys. I didn't feel like we got enough Kenny. You know, he's the number one in my heart. 
And I was deciding, you know, it wasn't just, I said on the podcast last week that Kenny was nude. It's not the only reason why I'm really into Kenny. It's also, I like the tattoos and I like his Chicago accent. He's from Chicago and I relate to that. I feel that in my bones. When he was talking and he says that hard A, Chicago, when he, I hear him talk like that, I think, oh my God, you know, legs are spread. Anyway, let's um, wrap this up, you guys, The Bachelorette. It's given it to me, but I do miss Claire a little bit. I hope she makes a pop-in appearance with Dale. Dale. I hope they come in and make a salad or something on stream because I miss them. Um, but until then, you guys, I want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. I had a great time chatting with you all, and I'm excited for Thanksgiving. My boyfriend and I, we're just going to make the food for ourselves. We normally just do a quiet Thanksgiving anyway. We don't travel for Thanksgiving usually, but not in the pandemic either. But uh, we like a quiet Thanksgiving, and we make the food for ourselves. Normally, we do like a big dessert, or we do have some people over. But this year, it's just going to be the two of us, and um, we have a bunch of shows lined up to watch, and uh, a bunch of things. We're just going to watch TV and eat. And I, for one, can't wait. I hope you all have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Again, later this week, there'll be an interview with Clea Duvall, who's the co-writer and director of Happiest Season on Hulu, which I recommend you all watch on Thanksgiving. It comes out Wednesdays. You can watch it. I don't know. Whenever you get a chance. It's a good LGBT holiday movie. Um, And then next week, we'll have Candy Burris on the podcast, which I'm excited for you guys to hear. But in the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Stay safe, stay healthy, and watch some TV. That's all you need to do. Don't try, don't put yourselves at risk. Just watch TV. That's my 2020 motto. Uh, I love you all for listening. Shall we do a little cool down? I don't think we did one last week, so let's do our cheesy little cool down. Let's take a deep breath in, hold it, and breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Also, I want to encourage you guys to check out my holiday podcast. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. And get it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. We have a bunch of new items in the merch shop. Just go to everythingiconic.store. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Bye bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 